Hello, everybody, and welcome to the EP show, this little sideshow I do on the Empty Opinions podcast feed and YouTube channel, where I guess I just, you know, it's just a show where it's just everything for me, just a solo show where I just talk about all the topics that I want to talk about individually. Um, I feel like there should be some sort of music or something like that to get things started, just because, I don't know, just because I feel like it, it starts too suddenly and there's no sound, everything sounds kind of quiet, you know what I mean? It feels like very barren. Like, usually with the actual podcast, with the Empty Opinions podcast, we just should definitely check out. You're already here. You might as well go listen to the last Empty Opinions podcast episode. But usually, with the Empty Opinions podcast, I start with a whole fucking, you know, freestyle beat where you can freestyle. And it's very energetic. And right now, it just sounds very, like, with no emotion, no <laughs> no energy, no vibe, none of that. But I guess, you know what? Fuck it. You know, it is what it is. Um, Yeah, so the way this you know, show, my show works. Usually I split it into two parts, basically empty rants and empty reviews. So empty rants are just topics that I want to talk about individually. It could be pop culture. It could not be, it could be whatever it is, it can be the most obscure topic you could, you've ever heard of, but that's just where I go to, you know, fucking talk about shit. And then Empty reviews. I just review two things that I've either been watching or listening to in the past week. Um, just to give a little heads up, the two things that I'm going to be reviewing is going to be The Five Bloods, a new Spike Lee movie on Netflix. And then an EP from a very obscure artist right now who I think is probably going to blow up in the future, RMR, or also known as Rumor. So um, stick around for that. This is going to be the second half of the podcast. And for the review of The Five Bloods, I'm actually going to have something very interesting. Um, is going to be a very, uh, it's going to be a special guest to talk about their feelings on the five blood. So that's going to be that whenever we get to that. But for now, let's just start with empty rants. Um, and the first topic, I guess I got to talk about, it's just, um, you know, it's, it's funny. It, it's really funny because if anybody has been watching and or listening to the podcast for a while now, I remember like about eight months ago, I had this class. I was, I was like in this class in a semester with this girl. Uh, who like sat next to me I clearly remember this it was a new class I think it was like the first or second day and I sat on the first table in front of like the first the very first table in the class and I mean the class is pretty much empty at this point it, it was empty it like the class was undoubtedly empty um, and I remember you know sitting there and then so again completely empty a lot of uh, a lot of uh, classes around right and when that happens, right, usually people try to create their distance, right? Like when you're a new student in a new class, you probably go to sit somewhere where you're sitting by yourself. You know what I mean? Like where you're just sitting, you have enough space in between people. You don't go. It's like that thing of, you know, when you're, let's say, sitting in a, in a, in a, a fucking in a movie theater. Right. And there's plenty of space. You're not going to sit next to somebody you don't know. Right. No, definitely not. So what do you do? You find a seat that's that has maybe one or two seats in between the other person. I think that's just common courtesy. I think that's just, you know, people value value their space. So you think that's what's going to happen when I'm going to this class and sitting in that seat. But nope, the class is damn near empty. And this random girl just goes up and just sits right next to me. And right away, I just found it weird. I was like, hmm, interesting. Like, I thought that was something to take note of. Right. I feel like that is something you would take note of if it happens. Right. Like, I can't just be making that up. That can't just be me, right? Like, I feel like if somebody, if there's plenty of seats and somebody chooses to sit, especially next to you, they either don't understand boundaries or there might be some romantic feelings going on. I don't know. Listen, I don't know. I'm just guessing here. But 
this happened to me like eight months ago. And I remember, so I saw that and I remember talking to my friend like, yo, that's kind of weird that she did that, right? It was a girl. Uh, I was like, it's kind of weird that she did that, right? And he was like, yeah, bro. And I'm like, so you think I should like talk to her? Like, he was like, yeah, you haven't already? Because at that point, there had been like two weeks of school that had gone past. And I just kind of stayed awkward and not talk to her at all. It was kind of fucking crazy. So <laughs> I talked I talk to, to my friend. I was like, you think I should do it? Like, should I talk to her? I'm like, yeah, you haven't talked to her in the past two weeks? I'm like, nah, I've been kind of quiet and it's been kind of awkward. It was like, yeah, bro, just talk to her. What are you doing? And I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And I eventually got over my shyness, you know, my timidness and just started talking to her. We had a like a nice conversation. I felt like she was feeling it, you know, like it just flowed very well, I would say, right? Like I'm thinking the conversation is flowing amazingly. <laughs> and then, you know, I was like, so I think everything's going great. So I'm just like, hey, what's your Instagram? You know what I mean? Like, I pull out my phone. I'm, like, trying to be smooth with it. It was like, yo, what's your Instagram? And she gives me her Instagram. And I follow her. And for the remainder of the class, she never follows back. I'm like, gosh, she's probably waiting, you know. She's waiting for for, for the class to end. And when she goes home, she's going to look at her followers and do this or that, right? That's what I'm thinking. Uh, no. She just never follows back. <laughs> it's the funniest shit in the world. She really never follows back. And I was just like... Hmm, that's kind of that's kind of weird. And then what's even more awkward is the fact that she's sitting right next to me and I followed her. She never follows me back on my account and I'm just like waiting for it and it never comes. And now every like Wednesday I see her, she sits next to me and I just never bring it up because I don't want to be like awkward about it. I'm like, oh, I didn't notice you never followed me back. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be that awkward. You know what I mean? So it's just funny because nothing ever, <laughs> nothing happens. Right. So then I'm just like damn, man, that's kind of weird. She doesn't like me. That's kind of wild. That's what I'm thinking, right? Eight months. Why am I telling this story? Well, now eight months after that, the eight months flash by now it's fucking June of 2020. This happened, I think in 2019, like November, 2019 or some shit like that. Right. Or October or even earlier, who knows? But so eight months go by all of a sudden she's now following the I don't even, it's so fucking crazy. Like, all of a sudden, she's now following the podcast account. And I'm like, wait, what? First thing I, I go through, I, I start looking through, like, if there's any, like, similar followers. Like, if she's... Oh, Jesus. So I think it sounded like a kid who fell. But, I mean, what can I do? Fucking kids falling and shit. I mean, it's just... Why did... Of course, I decided to record when this is happening. I mean, it's great. I think you guys just hurt live on the podcast. Somebody who fell. Was, I think it was a little kid too. Was just playing near the door. I don't fucking know. Now I'm like thrown off. Now I don't even know what I should do. But let me just continue, right? So this girl who never followed me is now following the podcast. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, this is not going to. I mean, this is just. What the fuck am I going to do? Like, really? This starts happening now. Just shit starts falling. People start tumbling down the stairs. <laughs> uh, and it sounds so echoey. Why does it sound so echoey in this fucking podcast? Usually it doesn't sound like this. I don't know why it sounds so goddamn echoey. But whatever. What was I saying? Um, let me go back to what I was saying. Because that just threw me all the way off. Um, yeah, so she starts following the podcast account. And first thing I do is like, wait, is she following me? Right? Like, that is actually what I do. I'm like, wait, hold on. Did she ever end up following me? 
She doesn't, right? And I'm like, well, how the fuck did she find out about the podcast? Then I'm like looking to see if she follows anybody who follows the podcast and or me who could have posted it. And that's how she found out about it. No, she doesn't follow. We don't have any mutual followers. So I'm like, how the fuck did she find the podcast in the first place? And I'm even thinking, does she even know who I am? Does she does she just find a random podcast? It was like, oh, this guy is pretty entertaining and probably completely doesn't even remember me. But regardless, I see that and I'm like, wow. It's just crazy. Like, that's the craziest turn of events for anything that's ever happened in my life. It's just like, she never ends up following my personal account, but she follows a podcast account. Like, what is it about me versus the podcast? And then, you know, and something I kind of omitted from this story is that I eventually learned that she had a boyfriend. So it's not like I had a chance with her. It's not like we were vibing in that way, like in a romantic sense. She had a boyfriend. So it was like, whatever. But it's like, I mean, what the fuck is going on? I, I really want to. I kind of just want to get up and see what the fuck is going on outside. But I'm not. Let me just continue. Let me not get distracted. But yeah, so she has a boyfriend. So it turns out that it's like I, tr- I couldn't have done anything regardless. But it's just funny that. And then I start thinking now, maybe she's following the podcast and not my personal account because she probably can't because she's in that kind of relationship, but you can't really follow other guys. I don't know. I might be going too crazy with this theory, but it's just kind of wild. And what's even crazier, she saw my personal story. That was the weird part. I was like, how the fuck if she doesn't follow me? How did, and maybe that's how she followed the podcast, but if she doesn't follow me, how does she see my story? Unless somebody like sent it to her. And I'm like, now I'm just thinking, who the fuck is watching my story that also knows her? Because there's no mutual followers here. It's fucking crazy. It's just a funny story. It's like how life works. It's like life takes turn, like a, a shit that you can't even believe, like crazy turns and fucking zigzags and zigs and zags and this and that. Right. So it's just like at the end of the day, that was just a funny story I just wanted to tell. I guess it's to get the podcast started and I'm like there's people dying falling down the steps outside of the apartment. I mean, I don't I don't know what to do, man. I mean, this is probably the worst time I could have chosen to do the podcast simply because it's like people are just dying outside of the door. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, Dominican little kids just yelling outside. I mean, Jesus. I mean, what the fuck is going on? That's the third time. Yeah, no, nah, I don't hear anything. Great. Um, all right. What, uh, what was, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you have to get through shit. You know what I mean? Like now I decided to record in the living room and that happens. Imagine if there's like a guest, if I started doing like the empty opinions podcast with like somebody else and then that shit starts to happen now, (laughs) I just have to ignore it. (laughs) All right, man, whatever. It sounds, the audio sounds too echoey for me to like, but whatever. I guess I'll fix it afterwards, or maybe that's just my headphones. I don't know. But all right, let's move on to the next empty rant. The next topic I want to talk about is that apparently SpongeBob is, SpongeBob is gay. And now I'm just surprised that I just don't even understand why Nickelodeon had to come out and say that. Everybody knew SpongeBob was gay. I think that was the whole point. And then maybe it's because I took a class in college where I was like talking about how like it's pretty well known in, in gay circles or like, uh, I don't know if I can say queer. I don't know if I can say queer or not. Uh, in in the LGBT circle, it is pretty known that SpongeBob is does have like those subliminal messages of LGBTQ and like gayness and things like that, right? So 
I guess maybe I just took a class about it, and that's how I know about this. But I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, and then you start seeing people. It started trending on Twitter, obviously. That's where most of the stories I do come from, Twitter. But it started trending on Twitter, and just people posting, like, clips of, like, Spongebob. And, I mean, it's just pretty obvious that, like, I I don't even understand. I mean, I understand why Nickelodeon wanted to come out and say that. Be like, you know, it's Pride Month. Let's, Let's capitalize on this by making it clear to people that Spongebob is gay. But it's just, like... Yeah, it's pretty obvious, and also, I found it even crazier when people didn't know that Spongebob was gay. Uh, like, there was people coming, it was like, yo, what would, what would they make Spongebob gay? It was like, what the fuck, this came out of nowhere. I'm like, have you seen Spongebob? Like, I feel like people just, I think people just didn't look into it deep enough, or just assumed Spongebob was just like a goofy character, or probably haven't even watched it since they were kids, and they don't remember other subliminally, you know, gay shit that Spongebob was doing. Like, even I remember there was a clip on Twitter, somebody posted where, like, Spongebob said hi to Squidward twice, like, once, it said, no, say bye to Squidward, right? So, he, so Squidward and Mr. Krabs were together. Spongebob was leaving with uh, with the Patrick, and then Spongebob was like, bye Squidward, bye Mr. Krabs, and then he says again, bye Squidward, like, with a very romantic tone, and then Patrick is like, why did he say bye to uh, Spon- to uh, Squidward twice? He's like, because I really like him. Um... That clip kind of, it's so obvious. It's like nobody could even dispute that that was a point of it. And I mean, I bet you the creators of it have been playing with that the whole time. Like they have said, although they do have episodes, there is like that one episode where you try to marry Sandy. But I, maybe that's just, you know, SpongeBob is just gender fluid. Or not gender fluid. Like his, his sexuality is fluid. He can one day like Squidward, one day uh, like Patrick, one day like uh, Sandy. He just likes whatever. You know what I mean? He has his fucking pet. He treats as he's like a crazy um, uh, uh, snail lady. But it's just a sponge in the in the thing. I mean, SpongeBob is one of those weird shows. Is it even continuing? Because didn't the voice of SpongeBob die or something like that? I don't remember. But I remember, you know. Spongebob, obviously, like, is a cartoon. I wonder how, like, because in the Dominican Republic, they play that, that, the cartoon all the time. I wonder if, like, let's say my dad was very conservative, right? Uh, he learns that Spongebob is actually gay. Um, what what would he say about it? Because I don't think you could really say that much about it because it's not like he's, like, outwardly gay. You know what I mean? It's like I said, it's very subliminal. If you're a little kid, I don't think you will really, you can really tell what they're trying to tell you with Spongebob. So I don't know if that would really matter. I mean, there's not an episode where Spongebob is like making out with a Patrick is like butt fucking him or whatever. You know what I mean? There's nothing that extreme. So I wonder if even just the fact that he might be gay, like Nickelodeon themselves comes out and say, yes, Spongebob is gay. Like how that would affect some parents into letting their kids watch it. Probably not allowed because like I said, it's not outwardly. It's just, that's just what Spongebob is. And if anything, that might be just a better thing of like, you know, a kid has been watching Spongebob the whole time, and then somebody's like, and, and he's gay. It was like, oh, okay, I couldn't even tell. And then he just doesn't care. He doesn't find it a big deal. But, yeah, I just wanted to talk about how Spongebob is a gay guy. He's a gay Spongebob. You know, they should rename the show, like, Spongebob Gay Pants. <laughs> I was actually going to title this episode that until I decided not to just title any of these episodes. Just let it be episode two of the EP show. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a hurricane outside it's literally just you know yeah it's just it was just a bad time to record the podcast it's really it really was it actually feels weird how how echoey and like quiet it sounds besides you know because usually there's some sort of like background noise 
when I've tested this microphone, that's what's been happening. But for some reason, that's not happening. So uh, who knows? Maybe that's just the 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 fans or the air conditioners in this apartment complex. But yeah, it is what it is. All right, now let's talk about you know the fuck is that sound? It's like a truck. It sounds like the truck is inside of my apartment. I mean, I don't know what I'm gonna do, man. I don't know how the fuck. I mean, did the sounds just come in and come out like it's nothing? I'm gonna have to fucking pad this whole apartment with like sound padding. I don't fucking know. I'll have to invest in that. But um, yeah, let's just move on to the next topic. Six nine. God, why am I even talking about six nine? Well, I guess look, I, you know, I'm doing my part. I guess you know by talking about six nine, you're promoting him and you're advertising for him and you're marketing for him. I understand that, but I guess personally, I'm just not listening to this music anymore. Like I didn't listen to this song with six nine and Nicki Minaj. But um, I'll still talk about it because even though I haven't heard a lick of the song, I've seen fucking, you know, audio less clips of the video and for good reason. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, I mean, Six Nine is smart, man. You got to give him that. I mean, he comes back. He comes back from uh, prison after he ratted, makes a video, breaks records. And then now he comes out with a second music video with Nicki Minaj. Right. And he knows probably, okay, the hype is probably going to start to die down with these music videos. What can I do to get a lot of people to watch a music video? Have Nicki Minaj damn near naked and just show titties and ass like you've never seen him before. That'll get the views. And guess what? It did. (laughs) It actually broke YouTube records by being the most viewed YouTube video in the in the first 24 hours. Granted, probably part of it was the. The, the fucking the barbs, which is one of the craziest hives in any in any fandom ever. That's probably the craziest fandom of any fandom ever, because I mean, they're just wild. They're just like complete. They're, they're, they're goddamn like psychopaths at this point. I think that's what the barbs are. But I'm not even I don't even want to attack them because they might just fucking <laughs> just cancel the podcast somehow. They might delete my podcast feed somehow. They're that like they're fucking hackers, too, as well. I don't know. But. Yeah, I mean, six times we're just smart to get Nicki Minaj on to do it because one, the barbs are going to flock to it because Nicki Minaj has been semi-retired, I guess. So their fans have been dying for some Nicki Minaj content. And then also for the people who are not even fans of six, nine or even their music, if you show Nicki Minaj with just fucking things covering her nipples and then her titties just bouncing up and down, like at least six times throughout the video, you're going to get people to watch the video, and that is not because they think the video is great, it's not because they think the song is great, it's not because they're fans of any other people involved in this project, it's because, let's be honest, there's going to be a lot of guys who move their monkeys to this video, and that's right, I said move their monkeys, <laughs> this is a funny way of saying jerking off, I mean, it's just, I mean, Six Nine is just smart, man, and listen, that's I know he's smart. I haven't watched the actual video on YouTube, but somehow I know every single part that Nikki was in. And I mean, you best believe the moment that video dropped, people made compilations of just the Nicki Minaj parts you would want to move your monkey to. Like it was crazy. Like it was literally in the first like 10 minutes. People saw the video. I'm like, all right, let's eliminate 6ix9ine or any non-sexual Nicki Minaj content. 
that is that is in a video. Let's eliminate it. Let's make a compilation of all the moments. I mean, people did several cuts. It was like a titty cut. There was a twerking cut. There was an ass cut. There was just all Nikki cut. Like everything except six. <laughs> and guess what? All of these compilations, they didn't have any audio behind them. <laughs> it was just a audioless video of Nicki Minaj being sexy because. You know, guys are fucking dirt balls and horny and horn horn dogs. Guys are horn dogs. So, yeah, I mean, Six Nine knew exactly what he was doing with that video. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's smart. At the end of the day, it's just smart. The guy's smart, and now he probably has a song with Akon coming up, like I talked about on the last EB show. It's like, yeah, I mean, this guy just knows what the fuck he's doing. He just knows what's going to get him clicks. He just knows what's going to get people talking. And having Nicki Minaj the most naked she's ever been in any video. I mean, if she would have been just fully naked, if she would have taken those fucking nipple coverings off, I wouldn't have been even surprised. Like, I would have been like, yep, that's six sign behind all of, all of it. It's be like, listen, Nicki, I'm desperate for views. For YouTube views, so I'm gonna need you to take those fucking nipple stickers and just take them off. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? You know, people don't care that you're gonna show your nipples. Like, free the nipple. You know what I mean? Hashtag free the nipple. Come on, nigga, let's just do this for me. Like, I would not, I would not have been surprised if he had done that. Just because Six Nine is a fucking psychopath. I mean, he knows what's gonna get him clicks, and you know, it's just funny to follow up too. That video is like, how can he top himself? Well, he's going to top himself by having Nicki Minaj topless. That's how he's going to do it. <laughs> this fucking guy's crazy. All right. And now the last topic for Empty Ranch is going to be, um, you know, talking about Starbucks and now fucked up again. And they, they, they fucked up again. I mean, they fixed it again, but it was like too late. I just don't understand. Okay, let me explain what happened. So Starbucks, and I'll give a little bit of a context too. Like, do you guys remember when Starbucks, it was like two black guys hanging out in their thing. Like one of the employees called the cops and the cops like kicked them out. And then there was boycotts like nationwide of Starbucks. They ended up like closing for like a week, like doing some sensitivity training, like to prevent this from ever happening again. Do you guys remember that? Well, somehow it fucking happened again. And it's fucking crazy. So, you know, it started with like, Starbucks is posting on their social media as like, oh, we stand behind Black Lives Matter. You, We understand what the fight is. We're going to donate or I don't even know if they donate it, but they're just posting what every corporation had to post, right? Every corporation has to be anti-racist because that's just what's going to make them money. And at the end of the day, that's all they care about, right? So Starbucks did the same thing that all every other company did. Uh, but somehow, one of them, like, I don't even know the details of the story. I don't know if this was, like, an individual, like, franchise or if this was the whole fucking company. But they banned employees from wearing Black Lives Matter clothes. Like, two days after posting that they're behind Black, Black Lives Matter. I mean, what the fuck goes in through these people's minds? Why did they think this was a good idea that they're just not going to... I mean, like, I truly don't understand what the fuck they're thinking is that they're just like, you know, you know, we're just going to post we We're just going to post. Why the fuck did it peak just there? I don't know. I don't know why it peaked. I, I'm not even that close to the microphone. But like Starbucks is just like, OK, we're just going to post that we're, you know, for Black Lives Matter. But two days later, ban our employees from wearing it. And I mean, whoever made that decision, not only was it stupid, but they're just thinking like, this isn't going to get out there. Like, how do you not see that people are probably going to complain if you are banning people from wearing Black Lives Matter after publicly saying you support the movement two days prior? I mean, it's just kind of stupid. I mean, in, um, I, I, 
all I'm left to do is to think there has to be something besides some being stupid. Because you can't be that stupid that you ban, pe- you ban people from wearing Black Lives Matter clothing two days after saying you support them. And not think that it's going to be viral? Like, what? Now I'm just thinking, like, what could be other reasons why they were like that, right? What could be other reasons that they could have banned that? I mean, it could have been as simply as just, like, just wear the uniform and maybe got out of control. And, like, oh, or, yeah, that's probably what it was, right? They're like, no, but they, they specifically said they banned Black Lives Matter clothing. Unless the, 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 the headlines are weird. Or uh, wrong, unless it's fake news, and then I never looked into it. In that case, you know, it is what it is. But you can't, why do you, (laughs) how can you be so stupid as to ban specifically Black Lives Matter clothing? I mean, I just simply don't understand the thinking behind it. It's just kind of wild, in my opinion, how you can be that stupid. I, I mean, I don't know. And I mean, I'm trying to think like, like, again, now there's a pattern, obviously, with them not, not like, being discriminatory against black people. Do you think it has to do with, like, just their battle, their bottom dollar? Like, who, I mean, let's think about it. Let's be honest. Who fucking buys coffee at Starbucks? White people. That's, like, this stereotype. And it's a stereotype because it's true. Most what the most of their customers, I bet, like, 80% of their customer base is just white people, Right? Like, or just what I mean, just in general, just white, right? I bet you there's, I'm, I'm not saying that's completely white. I'm sure there's some minorities that shop there, but overall, who do you see in the line for Starbucks to get a fucking cappuccino, grande, lard, latte, whatever the fuck their names are, fucking, you know, pumpkin spice latte? Just white people, you know what I mean? That's the joke. Every fucking basic ass white bitch has, you know, a, a, a fucking cappuccino from starbucks right like that's the place to get your coffee from if you're white and like privileged because <laughs> if you're not poor you're definitely if you're poor you're definitely not buying a starbucks you're not buying starbucks coffee so we gotta eliminate that it's definitely well off white people who shop and most specifically probably white women that shop that's their their, their customer base so if this is not just them being stupid if maybe this is them being like strategic with it could, could it be where they're, like, doing that just to scare off black people so that their base is happy? Because maybe, I mean, I would not be surprised if a lot of those white, you know, white, rich, white women, you know, those white, rich women that, that buy their fucking pumpkin spice latte, if a lot of them are racist. So then what if they, like, complain? There's, like, there's too many black people at our Starbucks. And then Starbucks is getting a lot of those complaints. They're like, what the fuck are we going to do? We're kind of alienating our main core, our core base of people who shop at our stores. Um, how do we do this without blatantly saying we don't want black people shopping at our coffee cup, uh, at our coffee stores? How do we do that? Well, maybe we just commit the most racist shit possible and then fake apologize but just you know make sure the damage is done to the black people and the damage is done i mean black people do not want to go to starbucks anymore they're just like what's done is done you've banned black lives matter clothing two days after saying you support black lives matter you're clearly phony you clearly don't care about black issues and you kicked out two black people at a, at a starbucks uh a store a couple of years ago so we clear you clearly don't give a fuck about black people and now a lot of black people are not shopping at starbucks so maybe you know if i'm being conspiratorial and just thinking deeper as to what it actually could be i would not doubt if they're just trying to if 
I would not doubt there's a lot of white people who shop at Starbucks that are racist and don't want black people in the stores and complain to Starbucks about it. And this is their way of weeding out black people. It's fucked up, but I would not doubt if that's actually what's happening. But, um, because that's the only thing that makes sense to me. You can't be that stupid, Starbucks. You literally can't be that stupid. I don't even know how you can be that fucking dumb. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna be that's all the topics I had for empty rants. Now let's get into empty reviews. That's right, where I review either things I've been watching and or listening to. Uh, for this episode, I'm going to reviewing Spike Lee's new movie, The Five Bloods, and then also uh, RMR or Rumors EP, Drug Dealing is a Lost Art. But let's start with The Five Bloods. So like I said, Spike Lee's follow-up to Black Klansman, who won him a bunch of uh, awards. Oscar, he, I think he won the Oscar for Best Director, I'm pretty sure. Or Best Writer, Best Screenplay. I'm not sure, but that was Spike Lee's first uh, Oscar win, right? So it was big for him, Black Klansman. Um, it was it had nominations, I think, for John David Washington. It was like a major awards contender. So, you know, people have been anxiously waiting uh, Spike Lee's next uh, film, and it happens to be Netflix fucking grabbed that motherfucker and said, hey, Spike, we need to win more fucking awards. Last award season, we barely won shit. We need to win more awards, and we just saw you won a lot of them last season. Please, you know, make a movie for us. We'll give you all the money you need, and this is how the fi- I assume this is how the Five Bloods came about. So, I mean, what is the Five Bloods about? It's basically about these four guys, these four older gentlemen, who get together and go back to Vietnam. Because So these four, you know, the Five Bloods was this group of, like, black uh, Vietnam uh, warriors or Vietnam soldiers, right, who went to Vietnam. And um, I don't know the names of all that characters. Just I know Dilroy. I don't fucking know. Listen, I'm I'm going off the top. I'm not going to have to do some fucking research. All I know is Chadwick Boseman. That's the only name I really know. He was the leader of the Five Bloods, and he died there. And uh, years later, now that they're older, the Four Bloods go back to get the remains of, uh, of um, you know, of uh, Chadwick Boseman and also find the gold that they hid there when they were in Vietnam. And that's just the premise of the movie. They're getting all together. And then, you know, a bunch of fucking themes and stories and like a truly a war epic begins. This is probably I think this might be uh, Spike Lee's most expensive film. And it looks it, you know what I mean? Like from all the, from the fact that I think they were recording in Vietnam or filming in Vietnam, all the shootouts, all the fucking, it feels like an epic. It actually felt like a black, like Spike Lee's version of Apocalypse Now. That's what it felt like to me. And what did I think of it? I didn't like it. And it's not because it's not a good movie. It's like, if you look at it in terms of, if you look at it objectively in terms of its quality, it's actually a pretty good movie. But it's just, I don't know, man. It, it For some reason, it just never grabbed me. It had moments. It was like, oh, shit, that's entertaining. There were, there were a lot of entertaining moments and, like, moments you admire. But in terms of an overall movie, I just didn't. It sounded that I didn't get it. Or it is kind of that I didn't get it. And I understand, you know, it, it is a pretty deep movie from, you know, seeing other people talk about it. It's like, it, it is a pretty deep um it is a pretty deep film, but I don't know. For some reason, I just didn't like it. I'm going to text my friend, Jaja Robinson, to say that I'm going to call him. Uh, I'm going to call you in like, call him in like two minutes, right? Um, yeah, I'm going to call him in like two minutes to talk about 
his thoughts on the movie because he actually hated the movie. Um, I just didn't like it, but I just know I just for the way that it sounded, he thought it was actually harmful towards black people. And that's another thing. This movie is very fucking divisive. Um, I don't know why. Well, I, I can't. I don't know exact. I don't know what exactly it is about it. But for some reason, some people love it, and some people hate it. Some people are like me, where they just didn't enjoy or just never grabbed them. And I'm having a hard time thinking of why it's so divisive, because you know, I, because I, I, I can barely explain why I didn't like it myself. I guess you know what it is. I feel like it might just be the type of film it is. At least for me, because I've already watched a couple of these epics. You know what I mean? Like, uh, which is what this film is regarded as. Um, all right, I'll call you. Call. I'll call. All right, cool. All right, cool. I'll call on five. All right, I'll call my friend in five minutes. Um, but yeah, I don't know why it's so divide. I, like, I really don't know what it is, but. Well, actually, no, I was explaining that the reason this is is because I feel like I might just not like uh, uh, epics like that, like adventure films that are like really long and epic. Like I might just not like epics. I might just want a film that is heavily plotted. I think I like I like films that have a strong plot and it can devolve into, you know, themes and shit and have other stuff to say. But I feel like there has to be some sort of story. And don't get me wrong, there was a story in this film, but it might have been just too barren for its runtime. Not a lot happens. It's all about, like, just character. It's like, it's about delving into theme, exploring themes, right? Like, exploring themes of, like, black veterans, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, like, uh, PTSD, the, the fucking... And that's another thing I didn't like. Like, um, one of the main characters, he's a... Trump supporter, and maybe I just missed it, but I don't think they really explained why he was a Trump supporter. I just remember a part in the movie where they're like, yo, we saw you at a rally, and that was it. I'm like, wait, that's it? Like, why the fuck? And then I didn't even notice he was wearing a MAGA hat the whole time, because it didn't even look like the trucker hat. It just looked like a regular hat that was red. You barely see the Make America Great Again on it. You know, I, I didn't even know until, like, halfway through the movie. I'm like, wait, doesn't he wear a MAGA hat? I'm like, oh, shit, he is wearing a MAGA hat. It was weird. I don't know if maybe I just wasn't paying that much attention or it got kind of lost, but it was just something about this movie that I kind of just didn't really, I just didn't really enjoy it. And I mean, like I said, objectively, you can look at this look at this movie and praise it, and and I can understand why people love it, right? Like the acting is great from everybody. The way it's filmed is very innovative. You know what I mean? Like Spike Lee is a very innovative guy. You know, he did it his way, and that's the one thing I can condemn, com, uh, commend, not condemn. I can commend. It's just how original the film was, right? And maybe that's why it's so divisive. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just. Spike Lee wanted to make a fucking movie. This like he wanted to make a war movie. This the way he wanted to make the fucking war movie, and that's probably why it was so divisive. Because this is definitely not a typical war film at all. Um, is really not like he really does some shit. There's like okay, he's going for it. Like a lot of the a lot of the time, he he does a lot of shit. Was like oh, he's going for it. And there's a lot of moments of the movie where it's just like. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I don't know how people are gonna react to that. I don't know if that's super satisfying. It just felt weird. It just, I feel like it just never grabbed me. And I feel like it's happened to me before. You know, usually I'm able to explain why I didn't like a movie. But it's it's really difficult for me to say why I didn't like this movie specifically. Like, I'm really trying to find a way of describing why that happens. But I don't know. For some reason, I just can't. You know, and, I, you know, that's my non-spoiler review of this film. You know, now I'm actually, I actually do want to talk about it in spoiler terms. 
I just heard the camera just die. Um, so I think I'm gonna have to start the recording again. Um, I'll keep talking, but um, uh, yeah, it's gonna sound pretty far. Um, let me go fix this camera really quickly. Um, why did it die? Why did this camera die? God damn it. Yeah, I guess I'll just continue talking. Um, is it dead? Is the battery dead? No, it's not. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, God. All right. I, I put the video to record again. Um, I don't know what the fuck is going on with the camera. Uh, it, 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 like, sometimes it can record up to an hour. Sometimes it doesn't record up to an hour. I don't know what the fuck is going on with the camera. But um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry for that. Sorry for the podcast listeners that that, that just happened. But um, now I'll get into the spoiler review part. And, you know, in in like a minute or so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call my friend to ask him how he felt about it. So, but in terms of like spoilers... You know, I guess, you know, the way the main character dies, who the main person is the guy who's like he uh, Delroy is the character's name. I don't remember the no, no, he's the actor's name. I don't remember the character's name, but he's the main guy of the film. He's who you're supposed to see go through a transformation like a, a character arc. And I mean, the way he dies, he just like dies. And I guess, you know, it makes sense because he like. Turns out he actually killed Chadwick Boseman's character, and he's probably been suffering with that PTSD for a long time. That's probably why he's been seeing him and has sleep this whole time. And he actually gets, you know, he accepts him, you know, Chadwick Boseman characters, like, accept him as he is. But it was just, it was just weird. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, this movie is really hard to talk about just because... Like, my thoughts on the film are so all over the place. And I think that's because the whole movie, I feel like it is kind of all over the place. I think, like, the themes, you know, they're all very interesting themes. that I've, I just felt like it wasn't cohesive. I think that's that might be my biggest issue. But now I'm going to call my friend, um, Jaja, to talk about why he didn't like the movie. Uh, no, let's see why he didn't like it. Just wondering. Um... Yeah, who knows? Let's see. Let's see why he hated it. Because he did. I saw his tweet. He, like, fully, like, fucking despised the film. So, um, hopefully he picks up. He did tell me to postpone in, like, five minutes. Uh, so, I don't know if he's going to pick up or not. Uh, I hope he fucking picks up. Why the fuck is the video stopping? That's my whole fucking problem with this shit. Jesus. All right, so he's not available. Fuck. I mean, you know, this this whole shit is just all over the fucking place, man. I'm getting annoyed. Like, the fucking video stopping. Like, hold on. I got to fix the camera again. Why the fuck I got to fix the camera again? God damn it. Why are you recording? Why are you dying? Fuck. Oh, God. This whole, like, recording has gone to shit. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Why is this dying? Why are you dying? You're not even recording more than a minute. It's crazy. This is nuts. Ugh. Let me try to call my friend again. I mean, this whole episode is a fucking mess. You know, I have a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit happening. Um, I'll try to call him again. Hopefully he picks up. If he doesn't, just fuck it. I guess I just won't talk to him. <sighs> fuck. Camera keeps dying. Why the fuck is the camera dying? That's my question. I really don't understand why it's dying. Maybe it's overheating. It might just be that it's overheating. Uh, but I don't know what I can do about that. I mean, what the fuck, Jaja? Jesus. Come on, bro. I'm trying to call you. <sighs> All right. 
Hold on. I want to see. Is he getting the call? You getting the call? I mean, what the fuck? Jesus. Everything is going wrong. I mean, the background, people are fucking dying through stairs. You know, the camera keeps dying. I, I just don't know what the fuck is going on. It's my first, po- my first podcast with all of this fucking equipment. I'm going to have to get another camera or something. Like, it has to be that it's overheating. Like, it. Oh, are you fucking kidding me, man? Now he's not getting the call. Are you fucking with me? This is crazy. This is nuts. Now he's not getting the call. He just sent me a text. He's, all right. Let me connect these headphones. All right. Yeah. All right, we good. You, you hear me? Yeah. All right, what's up, bro? This is Jaja Robinson. I got him on the podcast because uh, I, um, uh, I want to talk about the five bloods because I saw your tweet and I could tell you really hated it. I mean, <laughs> I was just talking about how I saw it and, you know, I kind of I just didn't like it. I could tell, like, you know, there was a lot. Of, it was well done. The film was well done. But I was just saying how, like, the film just never grabbed me. It had, like, good parts of it, like, entertaining parts. But at the end of the day, it just never grabbed me. But why did you hate, uh, uh, you know, The Five Bloods? Um, I mean, for all the same reasons that you just said. I mean, like you said, it's a well-made film. It has its moments. Fucking, um, you know, Spike Lee, who's a great yeah. filmmaker. And he has classics. You know, right. how many years in the game, 30, 20 years in the damn game, you better be able to construct a decent looking film. All right. But, <laughs> but yeah. like, um, fucking, I just left unfulfilled. Yeah. Um, right. Like, I yeah. just, I don't like it. You know, that's a thing. Like, I'm trying to think about it. And it's like, for, I did felt, yeah, I felt that same way. And it's just like, especially for all the themes that it's supposed to touch on. Like there's right. a lot going on in the movie, and I think that might be, that might be my issue with it is that he tried to like throw a lot of weird like a lot of themes with like PTSD, father son relationship. Like I was seeing people like talking about the movie and saying why well, it's great, and I was seeing that yeah the film does have a lot of themes, but it, it just never it never connects. I don't think they're kind of just thrown in there, and even and now I'm talking spoil. Now I'm talking spoilers. That's part I already said. Spoiler alert! But even the uh, end, where like it cuts to the like modern day Black Lives Matter, like people celebrating, like yeah, that bullshit. That I was like, yeah. what the fuck is going? On? Like it just <laughs> it just felt so unconnected. Like I understand, like the whole movie, it was a very like you know with Chadwick Boseman's character, like he is very pro black, so that made yeah. sense to me. But just the way the film, I, I just feel like he failed that connecting shit. I feel like he just threw shit out there. And people are praising it because of the moment we're in, where everybody's very is hypersensitive to these issues, right? And the yeah. film is is well made, uh, but I just I don't know. It was like long as shit too. It was supposed to be like an epic, yeah. but I just kind of I never really cared about the people. Like the uh, the only parts I actually liked about this movie was like the violent parts because he went out of his <laughs> way to make the shit violent. Yeah, that like, that was that was surprising to me because I don't, you know, I haven't seen every Spike Lee film, but I don't recall seeing one that was just so hyper, you know. Yeah, no, me neither. Like that. That, yeah, and I think that you know, I I, I uh, admired that being that the film was about war, like right. that one shot where he lingered on that child. Oh yeah, when he was showing the archive footage, I was yeah. like, that was a great idea. Or like, even so, it just had its moment. Yeah, or even like in the very beginning, the way it starts, it's a part where like they show, uh, like uh, I guess an American soldier shooting a Vietnamese person like right on the head, 
and they show mm-hmm. that, I was like, God damn. Like, that's mm-hmm. like, I was like, okay, that sets the tone for how violent the movie's gonna be. Like, that was real life footage. This motherfucker just showed in a movie somebody getting shot in the head and the blood coming out of it like a water fountain. I was like, God yeah. damn. Like, that yeah. was, that was pretty, that was pretty brutal. But in terms of like, do you just think that Spike Lee, when it comes to like, the black themes of it like what exactly is it about the movie besides you just not liking it that you felt um, like was weird i guess about the message like we're talking about the message do you just felt yeah. like he just didn't convey that message correctly um i just think he just really wants a fucking oscar <laughs> and he's willing to fucking uh yeah, do anything right. to try to cross over yeah. and pull a white audience because it's just like so many things by the end of the film, it just turns in like somebody somebody I've read said it just turns into like an Indiana Jones film. It just turns into who can get the gold, and it's just like yeah, what happened to true. the message. And as a black person, and as you know, a black person with family that fought in the Vietnam War and shit like that, it's kind of like I was kind of urging you for you to pinpoint what exactly it's like being black in the Ooh, damn military. That, I agree with that. I think it and he did- kind of just brought it up and you know never talked about it. a couple yeah. words but it, it wasn't the mainstay of the film and it's just like it's a complete missed opportunity that's i think you're right i think that's i think i'm starting to realize what my overall problem was it never felt focused like i felt like it was just throwing shit out there and i think you're 100 percent right it does feel like it was just trying to win an oscar because it's like oh adventure you know indiana jones is a very lauded film let me make a black indiana jones kind of mm-hmm. but like throw a bunch of themes in there that are not fully fleshed out that was my problem yeah. with it i think you're right i think he was just trying to he was just trying to do too much i think and it wasn't yeah. he i don't think he was skillful enough into weaving everything together mm-hmm. everything felt like it was kind of just shown and then not shown and then you know i think that might have been my issue with it. it but you're right it did felt like just like a like his version of indiana jones and i think you're right i think after he won his oscar because he won like his first ever oscar for black Landsman. i remember Landsman. it was okay, directing cool. or, or or writing but Right. You might be right. He might be like, oh, shit, this feels great. Let me make another. And it's working. A lot of people love it. I mean, it, it is divisive, yeah. though. Like, people are people not love... liking. I think I yeah. see a lot of white folks loving it. That's what I... Yeah, <laughs> I see bro. a lot of white folks getting yeah. their points with God talking about, you know, I watched the Spike Lee film. I'm woke yeah. now. You know, yeah. that type shit. I think you're 1,000% like, right. Yeah. People you know, are like, as, this as... is a film for our times. Like, um, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of. And then even like. Yeah, I mean, but I've seen I've, I've seen some black people that enjoy it too, but it's like it is mainly the people who are really saying this is a masterpiece are either, well, no, yeah, it's it, it, I've seen some black people that like it, but yeah, overall, it definitely feels like a film that if you're white, you kind of be like, oh man, this this is crazy. It was like, oh, and then they saw yeah. the Black Lives Matter movement at the end. They're like, yeah, this is the perfect film. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I think that might be really it. anything too. Uh, he didn't he didn't take that extra step yeah he didn't it wasn't i'm not saying it had to be all radical but he didn't he didn't keep it real he didn't keep it all the way real yeah i think it was you know he just did that to appeal to a certain audience it's just so obvious that he did it to appeal like the whole fucking french girl that works in the demining you know thing like what was her what the fuck was that about yeah you're right no purpose it was just a white savior complex that he had in every goddamn black film to pull a certain audience it's just so like yeah you're right it was so unnecessary and not needed i agree with that The, the white group out of fucking nowhere that they just get caught up in this. Like, why the fuck were there, like, three white people just, just hanging out? And then why were they pulled into the main plot of the film? 
Yo, you're right. The, the, the white people had no purpose in that movie other than to no probably pander to white people. And the characters were so other than um the, um Paul, played yeah. by, um what's his name, Delroy? He, he did. Yeah. I love his character. Perfect performance. It's a shame that he killed him off the way he fucking did. That was weird, too. I mean, I understand why. The, I understand, like, his arc, his arc was pretty much done. And, you know, we found out that he killed uh, Chadwick Boseman and like he's forgiven yeah. for that and that he's like, like come at peace with it. But that ending yeah. did kind of feel kind of weird. I mean, did you understand? Maybe I missed this, but did you understand the part where he's like, um, uh, wait, did, did you understand the whole Maggie shit? Because I don't know, maybe I missed that in the movie, but what was um, that all about? Because I didn't even realize he was wearing a mega hat until like halfway through the movie. He I heard. Was- you it know? was I, it was it was hatred. It was hatred based off of what he went through through the war. So you know oh, he kind of has this kind of okay. dislike for right. foreigners because right. you know of what he went through. It's, of course, it doesn't make sense because hatred, you know, is a stupid thing. Racism yeah, yeah, makes yeah. you blind. No, but, but I, okay. it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. But it connects to his uh, experiences. Got it. Okay, so that's why he became like a Trump supporter. He's like he became kind of yeah. he shared the same views as Trump, but is like. Because of the war and the experiences he went through. Okay. Okay, that makes but, sense. Like we said, it, it wasn't touched on that well because he was so busy yeah. trying to appeal to somebody. So I, I can't fault you for missing that. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I really did. I mean, I like I was just kind of confused as to why. And then, like, that's, yeah, I think talking with you made me realize why I, I don't, I really don't like this movie. It's just, it's not, fle- nothing is fleshed out. For a movie that's two hours and 35 exactly. fucking minutes, exactly. you know, nothing is fleshed out. It's just, the it's only thing... For- yeah. Four characters, five characters. I yeah. forgot his son. It's right. like out of what it was between Otis and Paul. Those were the only two characters that had somewhat of an arc, somewhat of a uh, <laughs> yeah. development. Everybody right. else just fucking is just there. Yeah, dude. Fought, the son falls in love with a white girl. That's really you know. <laughs> uh, he yeah. finds out why his you know he's dealing with why his father hates him. But yeah. once again, that's just touched on. It's not really yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do- Divin Dovin. Yeah, yeah, dived yeah. into they, they never yeah. um fucking and the other two just die from explosives it's just like what <laughs> what are the points of yeah, these niggas right <laughs> it's like what did you write these characters for yeah. everybody else just fucking dies it's just i mean like, yeah it's yeah it's just all over the place and i just think it has interesting themes but i just don't understand he, it, it just wasn't done well enough i think i guess i, I think that's just my problem with it if you're gonna touch on these shit and because these are some interesting themes right but I mean, yeah, it, it was it was just it was just all over the place, and you know, yeah, and yeah. It, and it just hits like I said, it hits me type heavy, and people like me type heavy right. because it's a story that really does have to be told, and it was a really good opportunity. Yeah, being that everybody's at home, it was available on Netflix. You're already an acclaimed filmmaker, mm-hmm. you know, you had the avenue to portray a certain message, and you just fumbled it. Yeah, you just fucked it up because you just want the the white appraised appraisal so damn yeah. bad i think yeah i think you th- that that's probably i'm i'm sure that's probably in the back of his head but um mm-hmm. did you like black clansman i didn't see it you never saw it okay you should watch it because nah. i want to i feel like black clansman actually it, i actually really liked that one only because it was focused like that one do you know like the premise of it um don't he go undercover in the KKK? Like, yeah, he he, he goes. Yeah, it's based on like a true story. <laughs> he goes undercover, like he like 
Yeah, yeah, Adam Driver's in it. It's I think it's a it, it's, uh, people are saying that this one's better than th- that one. And I want to I want to mm-hmm. see I want to hear your thoughts on Black Klansman because I don't think it's anywhere de- anywhere near. And only it's only because that one is way more focused. It's like about that one thing. I think this one's just right. all over the place. But um, yeah, that's um okay. That makes sense. And I think you helped me. Now I hate it just like you. So uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for uh, opening my eyes because I was like Somebody very passive with it. my hate. I was like, I just don't like it. I don't know you why. You want to give the benefit of the doubt. I yeah. always want to give the benefit of the doubt. My mom was sitting there talking so much shit, and I'm just like, give it a chance, give it a chance. By the yeah. end of the movie, I was like, yeah, you. Yeah, right. nah, <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, objectively, you know, if you look at it objectively, you know, it's well acted, well shot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's some. It, it looks beautiful. The cinematography, yeah, it all looks that. great. Um, the yeah. cinema. It looks expensive too. That's another thing I wasn't noticed. The, the dude that did the cinematography, I think he did Drive. With, oh, um, okay. Ryan Gosling. That that makes sense. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. Also, but, this movie looks... Uh, this yeah. I don't know if, if it's true. I think this might have been, you know, his most expensive movie yet, too, I think. Yeah. Might have been. That should look like it cost a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, you could tell Netflix gave him a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, all right, bro. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. And I, it helped me figure out my thoughts on the movie, too. Because it's just, it's just an interesting movie. It's an interesting experience. I'll say that. You right. know what I mean? Like definitely. it's definitely yeah. interesting to think and about it's afterwards. It it is funny. It, it had it, its moments. It made yeah. me laugh out loud at some moments. Yeah, like I, I mean, would never fought the dialogue. Um, it was just a poor story. It was a poor script, yeah. poor plot. Yeah. It fumbled the message completely. Yeah. And it just you can't commemorate that you know, you can't commemorate good filmmaking when the issues are what they are. Right. <laughs> exactly. Especially if you're gonna try to tackle that subject. Um yeah. Yeah. All right, bro. Uh, thank you. Thank you for letting me know your thoughts. Uh, and we got to get another it. one then. Yeah. Um, another uh, episode in since everybody talking about defunding the police and shit. Oh, you know, yeah, bro. Isn't that funny? Now. Isn't that funny that <laughs> we literally like a week later after your episode come out, literally all this starts happening? Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. All right. Damn, but yeah. Cycle. Yeah, we'll do another episode. But All right, bro. All right, See bro. ya. You too. All right, bro. All right, that was great. I, I really liked that, that phone call, only because the audio sounded great. Uh, but yeah, that's my review of The Five Bloods. I mean, everything is going to shit in this recording, and the camera's not even recording anymore. I don't know what the fuck to do. I'm just going to fucking do a quick review of uh, rumors. Drug dealing, is, drug dealing is a lost art. Uh, this is a guy who came out of nowhere. Uh, you know, rumor, RMR, rumor. He came out with this rascal song, which I mean, was incredible. It was just a song. It was just like a like a trap ballad. You know what I mean? In the most ballad way, po- I mean, in the most extreme way possible, it was a trap ballad. It was the it was a playoff of a rascal flat song, so like a country rap song yet again. But this one, like the songwriting was great. Like it was legitimately. It, it felt like a meme song, but if the meme song was actually quality and the lyrics were good, the singing was good, the beat was good, like everything was good about it, right? So that put him on the map, made him go viral. Then he put out um, Dealer, which was a more traditional, you know, trap song. And, you know, some people might be disappointed by that, but I just felt like it was so damn catchy. I just loved it. Then I'm Not Over You came out. I kind of was lukewarm on it. And now I'm, I love it. It's one of my favorites. And now the EP is finally out. Drug dealing is a lost art. Now I'm doing this really quickly because I want to be fucking done with this fucking podcast because everything is going to shit. I don't know what the fuck, you know, the camera for some reason it keeps dying. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But regardless, um, you know, drug dealing is a lost art. The EP came out. I enjoyed it. It, I, it, it, I don't think it 
he lived up to my expectations of a project from him, especially because um, Best Friend, you know, I mean, most of the songs I like, but it just felt, it just didn't feel like something crazy. Like, as a project, I really, really enjoyed it, but I think I was expecting way more than I got from it. Like, I was expecting it to be way more groundbreaking than it actually was. Like, a lot of the songs were just basic. I did enjoy the... Um, the song that the, I mean, if I, I remember all the songs at the top of my head, so Welfare with Woodside Gun, he has a quick little verse in the beginning, and then the song with the piano, and it, it's just a very good quality song. It's nothing crazy, it doesn't like stand out as a unique song, but it definitely sounds good, and I enjoyed it. Then from there, you go to, um, I believe, to uh, what, what song uh, comes after that? I believe Dealer, which I already said my thoughts on. Then from there, you go to Novo Nouveau Rich. Um, uh, which I think means newly rich. That one was great. I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, then you go to, I mean that, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think I'm done. I enjoyed this EP. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, a, to whatever he does next. I mean, this episode has been a complete fucking mess, but I'm going to keep it just because, you know, so you guys can see all the fucking errors that happen. You know what I mean? It's not the best, you know, it's only episode two. A lot of uh, mistakes are going to happen, but but uh, yeah, the way we end the when I'm gonna the way I'm gonna end every episode of the EP show um, is by playing my favorite song of the week. Uh, but before I do that, I'm gonna say bye to the YouTube audience. Thank you, YouTube, for watching and or I guess listening at this point because the camera stopped fucking recording. I don't know why. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry it was just the audio. But if you enjoyed just the audio, make sure you head to the podcast feed and there you're gonna listen to the last part of the podcast that I'm not showing in the YouTube channel. So make sure you do that. Uh, so until the next episode of the AP Show, thank you guys so much for watching. And that's it for the YouTube fucking part. Now let me end this episode from the podcast feeds perspective. Perspective from the audio only perspective. Uh, I'm gonna be playing a song from Chucky seventy three, which is the Dominican rapper from New York. He has a song with Fabio Foreign, which besides Pop Smoke is probably the biggest artist that's doing the drill type music. Um, and this song is called Nilly. I'm gonna play that right now. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Hey, oh, Fabi. Judge, what? Viral, uh, movie, bow, ay, ay, huh? Atrás de una mala, como va la chava? I got to the back, dinero la pack, ay, ay, my niggas on 50, you know, set the sack, ay, ay, te pone fruto y la mag, ay, fumamos bronce, ay, ay, atrás de una mala, como va la chava? I got to the back, dinero la pack, ay, my niggas on 50, you know, set the sack, ay, Tranquila, little mommy, uh, Fabi, uh, uh, we got a problem, we shoot up the party. Wow. None of my nicks don't go to the golf, nah, bow. When I'm in the car, it always get foggy, it always get foggy. Uh, look, ayy, I took a trip, Dio, ayy, look, look, meet her, meet her, baddie, baddie, meet her, meet her, loco, loco, I feed her, ayy, 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 uh, uh, she let me fucking leave her, uh, yeah, yeah, she let me fucking leave her, uh, I got to the bag, then got all the bag, ayy. Yo te callo, pongo tu cuerpo
pero que a mí me de labios. Si de problemas de una llama Fabio, pasa la negra con ella no fallo. No te doy maña si no hay condón. Si hablo de Billy, frené el chulón. Y es Mónica, el melo que vive Líquido morado en el basofón. Por lo que yo quiero en ello me baseo. Si no es de dinero, pues mueve lo feo. Yo estoy claro con quién me rodeo. Tú te mueres si me pones un dedo. Romito con la chiquita. Ella mueve ese culo, arrimo la pita. Lo tiene suave, no rica. Loco soy blanco, entre la barrica. Te doy una mala, como va la chapa. Hey.